today, this Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday tomorrow will begin the Lenten cycle. Then the Triduum, Holy Triduum. Then we will follow with Easter and for 50 days till the to the Pentecost. And so we will leave the readings from the ordinary time from tomorrow on all the way till till after the Pentecost when we will resume we will resume the ordinary time. But today, this day before we enter into into Lenten season, we have a powerful readings that we have received. And it's a story of the flood, the great flood, time of Noah. It is a powerful story. And then we'll continue with that significance of the gospel itself, the leaven, the leaven of Herod, the leaven of the Pharisees. Again, the leaven is an attitude, a sinful attitude, an attitude of hypocrisy on one level, but also an attitude of, of sinfulness, type of uh, indifference. So today, if we read this portion from the first reading, which is, goes to the book of Genesis chapter six and, and portion and also parts of chapter seven. What we have before us is very, very uh, powerful teaching that, that we receive from the Lord. It is, speaks of consequences to our actions, consequences to the things that we do. They're not value free. I can do anything what I wish which is, you know, the mantra of today, as long as I enjoy it, as long as it pleases me, as long as, as I feel fun, comfortable with it, I can't do anything. Well, unfortunately, this is not true. It is not true. And the, and the reading today from the book of Genesis that describes the whole story of the flood, it indicates something to us, which is very true too. Certain ways of behaving bring death certain ways of acting causes us great harm, even destruction, which means that that which we know of, and very clearly we know what brings death, obviously, you know, the, the capital sins, the, the, the rejection of God, rejection of his grace, rejection of his, of his, of his uh, love that he has for us, going on our own, we see that from yesterday's reading, you know, at the right, right at the very beginning, what do we have? Abel, Cain, and Abel. And that darkness was on, on, on Cain. And this darkness mastered him, the darkness, the, the, the darkness, the evil one. What was it, jealousy? Was it something that he was just disappointed in? Whatever it is, uh, that which controlled him and that led him to a violent act against his brother. We hear in the scriptures, in the book of Genesis, that this sin continued to spread. It continued to spread more and more, so much so that we, we enter the picture of the era of, of Noah. And what was it in the original sin that has led us to a greater and greater violence and evil and hatred and lust and, and vainglory and vanity, everything that we do? Just, you know, I am the only one you know, who knows what, what is best for me and I don't, I disregard anything that God gives me. And so we see this evil unfolding. 
And it's kind of interesting that the Lord Jesus said, just as in a time of Noah, so in a time of the time when the Christ is to return, second return, second coming, just as in the times of Noah, so at the time of Christ's second return. We have to listen with a, with a very open ear to hear what is the Lord saying to us? What is he saying? And I think this is very significant. It is the, the type of, of environment in which we live. So uh, what does it do? It's, it, there's wicked inclinations of the heart, uh, judgment based on, on advantage and harm. Uh, driven by love of glory, greed, anger, loss, vanity, all these things are part and parcel of the time when of the time of Noah. And so as the evil increased, there's a sadness, as the scripture said, there's a sadness of God. Looking, what what are we doing? Running away from God, following the the, the inclinations of our broken human nature following the inspirations of the evil one, because the evil one wants to, he hates the human race. He hates the human race. And he wants us to, to show, to, to create within us this the, the depravity, to show to God, this is what you created. This is the, supposed to be the highest form of creation. Look how ugly they are. Look how broken they are. They don't care about you. They don't care about themselves. They don't care for their own life. The consequences of sin is death the wages of sin is death and destruction. Here we have, but you see, God has not abandoned human beings. The sadness, yes, just like Jesus spoke of the sadness before the destruction of Jerusalem, how I would wish to gather of the people of God, the people of the covenant, all of us, how he wished to gather like a mother hand gathers her, her young and, and to cover, protect him from everything, from the destruction, from consequences. And so it is in a, in a story of the Noah, it is the story of how God wishes to protect those who are faithful, those who are close to him, he will protect them. And so building of the ark is as a way of manifesting grace of God, first of all, he inspires Noah. He says, take your family and all the, your loved ones, all those who are faithful to me, bring him onto the ark. Bring also all the animals to, to, to that. Is he, you know, again, the scripture speaks of the animals coming themselves, not just he has to catch them. It shows the grace and power of God's love to, to recreate, to, to, to bring forth, to continue the original version, the original vision of God for us that we may be truly happy, that we may be under grace, because that's the only salvation, that's the only happiness that we can ever attain. We can't attain happiness on our own and going against God. Yes, for a while we'll be happy, but then we see what happens to people who just disregard God and his laws. At the end, it catches up. And there's all kinds of things that take place because that's how God made us. The consequences of sinful actions are built in. They're built in. We don't have to worry about God design, uh, God, you know, interjecting, you know, in a special way. No, He's in His patience. But the consequences of sin are built in into our very nature. So here we have Noah being rescued by the grace of God, and is and all those who are faithful to Him. What does Noah represent? What does the Ark represent? You know, the the invitation by God 
is that when we rely on him, he'll take care of us. He allows Noah to find a place to, to live beyond the destructive powers of evil. And that is the ark, protective ark. And God is the one who seals the, 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 the door. Once the, the, all those who are faithful are in the ark, God seals the door from the outside. God seals it to protect them so that they will not experience the consequences of sins of others, but that they will be protected. In many ways, the ark is, 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 is the manifestation of the church. Noah, again, reminds us through the allegorical method of interpreting scriptures, so prefiguration of what Christ has done, how Christ is the one who's leading us, guarding us, and, and he wants us to, to protect us, creates within us what we have, the church, the church. Church is the temple of God, is the, the body of Christ. All those who wish to follow him are protected, are enclosed. Yes, sometimes we speak of the church as leaders of the church, and they're not always, always perfect. And there are many of them are broken. So we say, well, the church is no good. The church is this or that. No, the church is the body of Christ. Yes, there are members in, the, in this church who are perhaps unworthy of the call. And yet it is still the source of grace, of love, of forgiveness, of mercy, protective power that God gives. And so here we have in the day Noah, but we have to listen to what God says. Noah listened to God. He listened to him. He followed his commandments. You know, whatever, whatever he did, he attentively listened to the voice of God. And so the invitation for us is how can we find ourselves in this, in this ark, protective ark church, to listen to the voice of God, listen to the words coming from scripture, to listen to the voice coming from the Holy Spirit, the inspirations. Don't do this. Don't do such a destructive thing. Remind one another. Yes, no, I was also preaching to others. No, no, I was teaching others what he was doing. Most likely people say, why are you doing? And just he listened to the voice of God. And so, as we know, Noah left this world behind, the, the world of sin. And he entered the, the, the ark, is entering the life of grace, the life of God, the life of, of, of this protective power that God gives us through his love. Now, as you know that Noah gives us the concept of, of um, Ark as being entering Christ, the church and Christ. But not only that, but the, what, what, what this whole story of, of Noah does is that it speaks to us also of God who cleanses the world of sin, cleanses. You know, the early church would say that just as the floods, the flood, floods of water cleanse the earth, so, so baptism is we enter the, the waters we enter the waters and then we're purified, which is that which is not of God. Anything which is sinful is washed away, is left behind, is cleansed by these the flood, floods of uh, floodgates, the, the waters. And in many ways, you know, we have divine mercy, you know, where Jesus speaks of the baptism, you know, the, 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 the two, two rays flowing from the heart of Christ, from his side, from his pure side. And one of them is, is the pale rays, which are the floodgates of water, purifying power of God. 
cleanses us from sin. So the story of Noah is we, we see in this allegorical way again, as we interpret scriptures, that we see the cleansing waters of, 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 of this flood for humanity, but for us, baptismal grace, baptismal cleansing of, of, our, own, of our own sinfulness. So, we, so in many ways, Noah becomes like a new Adam. God takes the good and continues. But then the Lord makes an incredible promise. We won't be able to read this because it will, you know, we'll, we'll skip the remaining portion when we resume after the Pentecost. But, but there God promises that he'll never again destroy the earth by, by flood. And he gave the sign of, of, you know, of, of the, um, uh, you know, the rainbow as being the sign that God will take care, will always remember us, that he always protect us from that moment on, that God will always be kind and merciful to us. We see through the Noah and the whole story is the mercy of God who rescues the good, who protects the good, who, who, who will defend and, 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 and also help us to get back on our feet because it is God who in his love and mercy takes care of human race. And also what I'd like to do is just speak to you about not only that, but the, 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 you know, the, the, the earth after the, after the flood gates uh, of, of God's mercy cleansed the earth, but, but also rescued the family. So what does the Moses, I'm sorry, Noah do? First of all, he thanks God, offers God thanksgiving offers a sacrifice of praise for rescuing him, the family, all the loved ones, all those who are faithful to, to the Lord. But there's, there's more here. You know, the, it's not only the, the, what reminds us of that baptism, but it also t tells us of, of the necessity through our baptism that we have received to leave the world of sin behind. That, that once we are sealed, by God's love and mercy, by grace of baptism, by grace of, of the sacrament of penance, we are to leave. This is why at the end of each confession, we say to the Lord, yes, I confess my sin, sins, and, and with the help of God, I will do no more. I will not, I, I, will, I, will, I will turn to God and remain faithful to him. So we have to leave this world behind and tomorrow, starting with, with, with uh, ashes, uh, Ash Wednesday, we will talk about, you know, what are the conditions for us leaving this world of sin behind, what we are to do. So now another dimension is that God shows us through this flood you know, that, that he's, he desires to establish a covenant with us, a covenant in peace, covenant when we are faithful, he will remain faithful and he will protect us from everything that comes everything that may threaten our, our very existence. And so let me just say with a conclusion, so what do we get here from this, from this first reading today? Well, there's a number of things. First of all, that God is in control. God in his province knows us and he wants to always prepare and take care of us. But he also is a God God of justice, there's consequences to sin. And you know, remember when the year of mercy came and also through the diary of St. Faustina, what Jesus says, uh, you, know, you know, if we do not wish to enter through the gates 
of mercy, then we have to go through the gates of, of justice, the gates of mercy. This is the, the Ark of the Covenant in many ways resembles us, the gates by which we enter the Ark, which is the gates of mercy, entering the church, entering the life of, 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 of special love of God and love of neighbor. This is what we do. So, so God, first of all, is in control. And also what we have before us is that, that God is the one through whom incredible love enters not just this 40 days of, of, of rain, which actually creates the floods, but it is also the very gift that God gives to us, 40 days of, of, of cleansing. As we know, tomorrow again, we'll have the 40 days of Lent, again, 40 days of cleansing that we hear because it's 40 days of rain and, and, and that cleanse the, cleanse the earth. And finally today, just to speak just briefly about the, the gospel itself. The disciples speak, you know, they have just one loaf of bread, obviously 13 people is not enough. And Jesus speaks of be, be, beware of the leaven of, of the Pharisees and leaven of Herod, leaven of Pharisees. As you know what leaven does, you put it into a dough and then it makes possible bread. In, in, it, it affects the whole loaf. It have, affects the whole, you know, the, 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 the dough itself. A little bit of leaven can create the possibility for having bread. And so, so Jesus says, be careful, be on guard against the leaven of, leaven of Pharisees. What is the leaven of Pharisees? It, it, it is Pharisee. It is hypocrisy. That means we don't do what we say we do. We see the hypocrisy today around us. There's so much of that. People are accusing of one another of this and that, and yet they themselves do it. People are judging others harshly, and yet they themselves do it. So beware of the hypocrisy. Hypocrisy, that's like number one. And what is the leaven of Herod? Is 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 this type of hardened heart. He doesn't care. You know, he may, you know, he may listen to, to, to uh, John the Baptist, but then at the drop of a hat, Literally, he, he removes him, he kills him. He doesn't listen to, 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 to the voice of the messenger. He doesn't listen to, to John the Baptist, who told him he can't do this. You cannot live with your, your, with your brother's wife, which is the hardened heart, the indifference, which means that, that there's, a, there's a way of blocking ourselves. A hardened heart cannot listen to God anymore, cannot be influenced by, by, by the Holy Spirit. And this is what Jesus says, be, be, be careful, be on guard against hardened heart. How can we make our hearts softer? Well, just by saying, Lord, I, I am not living the way I should live. I have been sort of affected by my, my trappings, by my addictions, by all these things that seem to drag me away from you. Give me the grace, help me to recognize what, what, I, what my life is all about because I can't do it on my own. I need your grace, I need your love. I need your mercy. I need your cleansing powers because we have to remove everything from me. And this is the way to, 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 to come, turn away from sin and, and, and just desire and wish and make a choice to, to be faithful. And when we do so, God will help us even if we do fall back and, you know, because of trappings of sin. And yet Jesus says to us, do you still not understand? It's not the bread. 
because I can multiply the loaves, as you know. You know, this, this, this what Jesus says, I can do these things. I can do these things, material goods, I can provide for you. I will help you, I will assist you, but you have to protect yourself with my power, protect yourself, guard against the, the, the sinfulness, the, the sins of today's world. What do we see around us? Yes, hypocrisy, hardened heart, violence, indifference, accusations, uh, lust, uh, do whatever you wish, doesn't matter what you do. All these things lead to perdition, as the scripture says, destruction. And so we have to run, walk the narrow path of trust in God, love of his commandments. We have to walk. And you see, this is the, the, the invitation, because otherwise we will not make it. And today we know through the story of Noah that God's love and mercy is there, that he will create an ambience of protection for us. He'll create this, this ark. And of course, as the early church would say, the ark is the church, the place to, to, be, to be safeguarded by its sacraments, by its teaching, by its instructions, by the, that, that the very body of Christ, that mystical body that has formed us and that, that guides us. This is the way, the path by which we are to, to follow the Lord and to live. And so may we then today to the sacred scripture that leads us to a deep reflection on the role of God's love and mercy as he wishes to recreate us, as he wishes to recreate our, our, our world through Christ. But we also have to remember that Jesus' word, the world would be like this before his second coming, as in the days of Noah, so in the days of Christ's second coming. May we then, with all our heart, desire to do all things that we can do so that we ourselves enter the gates of paradise and that we would bring as many with us as possible so that we don't waste time, that we, don't take, we take advantage of every moment of our life to live a life of fidelity, of love, of his kingdom, and ultimately his eternal joy. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.